So today I thought it would be good to talk about how long it takes to become a working screenwriter. And I feel like this is like the top of the mountain, the place where we're all sort of clawing to get to. And <laughs> this is embarrassing, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I thought, yeah, give it a year or two and I will definitely be making a living as a working screenwriter. Oh, the naivety of youth. <laughs> the illusion, that sort of illusion, if you will, was shattered for me last month when I attended Philip Shelley's one day screenwriting course. So let me set the scene. It was like a characteristically grey day in London, as you can imagine. There were probably around a hundred or so of us screenwriters ranging from sort of like totally new, haven't written a script, don't know how to write a script yet, to those who have been sort of writing plays for years, uh, to those who have written screenplays and have them in development. So there was a real mixed bag of us sort of sat in this basement lecture room in Birkbeck University. And there were lots of conversations flowing. As you can imagine, the sort of question on the tip of everyone's tongue was, you know, where are you in your screenwriting journey? And I was just excited because I realised this was the first time I was in a room full of other screenwriters, which just it felt amazing. Every, I would say every other event I've been to so far has been for the sort of wider film and TV industry, sort of, sort of anybody who works in the industry. And aside from the sort of networking events I've been to, the only other so the only other training I've done was Shonda Rhimes Masterclass, which is obviously online and self-directed. So I hadn't actually done any in-person screenwriting courses. So this was the first time it was like, okay, I'm in a room full of other screenwriters who were sort of all on the same, not on the same track, but all sort of aiming to do the same thing, right? To become a working screenwriter. And I loved it. I just enjoy, I enjoyed being in this environment, hearing what they're working on, what they're struggling with and their latest wins. There are a lot of people in the room who were talking about being long listed or short listed and that, you know, any competitions they'd won recently, which was really cool. So the day was split into three parts. We started with an overview of the sort of nuts and bolts of good screenwriting. And one major thing I took away from this section was how to write better action and specifically to avoid including information that would not appear on screen, which is something I hadn't thought about in my own writing. It's not something that when I reflected on it, when I went back through my script, it wasn't something I'd done much of, but it was just, it was interesting to, to hear that bit of feedback. And there was a specific part in the spec script I've been working on, the mockumentary, where I introduce a character as being 40-something from Devon who talks with confidence about things she knows nothing about. And so I asked Philip in the room, I, I said, you know, is this, would this be something that falls into the context of, you know, writing action that isn't demonstrable on screen? And he thought about it for a second and then he was like, no, I think that's fine. And, you know, as long as that the dialogue that follows after that sort of proves that out, that she, you know, talks with confidence about things she knows nothing about, which it did. So I think what he, you know, really wanted us to take from that first part of the section was to gain an understanding of the best practices when it comes to script writing as someone who reads a lot of scripts. Also to, for us to know that there are no hard and fast rules and that for every 
you know, guidance and best practice he's given us, there will be an example of a script that's been made that doesn't follow that rule. So that was one thing that I took away from that section. So that was the first part of the day. And you know, my naivete was still intact. <laughs> if anything, I could feel my screenwriting dreams. They, they were just in touching distance now. I was like, you know what? I'm getting ever, ever closer. So the second part of the day was a scene by scene breakdown of the responder on BBC. And that was led by Lawrence Bowen, who is the CEO of Dancing Ledge Productions. I literally felt like Lawrence reached into my head and unlocked my critical A-level English lip brain. Because what he did in that session was he cherry-picked scenes from the responder and would play them in turn and after each one we would discuss it in the room. So after he'd finished playing a clip he would ask us questions like what did we learn about the main character in the scene and what was happening in the scene and how was that affecting the story? And it was just so interesting. It was a really, really interesting exercise to sort of be in this room with other writers and hear all their thoughts about deconstructing this sort of scene. And this this was a scene from the pilot. So deconstructing this scene in the pilot and understanding what it meant. But I think what it did for me was it, and I don't know if this sounds really silly, but it just made me hyper aware of how scenes work (laughs) and I don't and I don't know if that just makes me sound really stupid but hopefully you get what I mean it just it it made me realize just how important of a vehicle the scene is and that every scene should be working every scene should be doing something every scene has a important role to play whether or not it's building up your character or sort of testing your character or furthering the plot but there shouldn't really be any scenes in there that aren't purposeful in a sense so that was interesting to do and now I find when I'm watching shows I'm thinking about the role of each scene and what does the writer want me to feel where am I in the story how is this scene affecting my perception of the characters how is it affecting the progress of the plot what is the purpose of this scene and why has the the writer decided to include it so it was great and after that session I went for a short break stretched my legs completely unaware of the crash in reality that was coming my way so the last part of the day was a Q&A with a working screenwriter and actually this was probably one of the things I was most excited for when I signed up for this course was hearing from someone who was doing the thing that I want to do, which is, you know, be a working screenwriter. You know, someone who has made it into that space where the air is rare and has that coveted title. And that screenwriter who came in to speak to us was the talented Kitty Percy. And she told us that it had taken her about eight years to become a working screenwriter. And that that was fairly typical What I will say is, thankfully, I've consumed so much personal development and self-help content through my 20s that moments like this bring to the surface just people, just, you know, talented people from across the world who have shared their content online that I have consumed and now can sort of regurgitate for myself in moments when I need them. And guess whose voice bubbled to the surface? Elizabeth Gilbert. 
Yes, yes, I'm talking Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert, City of Girls, Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert, that one. And in that moment, she put the question to me, do you want that shit sandwich? In that sort of melodic, meditative way that she does that I could never do. And before you start to think that I have entirely lost my mind, I would just suggest you listen to her interview with Marie Forleo's podcast, I put a link in the description for you, so go and check that out because it's really good. And in that interview, she says, every pursuit, no matter how glamorous it may seem, no matter how exciting it feels to you, no matter how much you feel like you were born to do it, comes with a shit sandwich. So the question is not, what do I love? The question is, what do I love so much that I don't mind eating this shit sandwich that comes with it? And in that final session of the day with Kitty Percy, I ran into my first Sainsbury's Taste the Difference shit sandwich for screenwriters. (laughs) Because now I had to check in with myself and I had to ask, do you still want to do this? Even if it takes 10 years or more of writing, entering competitions, being rejected by agents, feeling like you're getting nowhere, do you do you still want this thing and i i had to be honest with myself i had to answer that question and i was like yeah i want this i really really want this and you know the thing is when it comes to this industry when it comes to being a working screenwriter everyone's path from what i understand from what i've read from everybody who who's made it into that place where the air is rare is that the path is unique and the time it takes does vary. But I think that just the sort of rewiring of my brain to see this as more of a, as more of a marathon, <laughs> maybe even an ultra marathon, but rather than seeing it as a sprint, to see it as something that I'm in for the long haul has been really useful. And just to even give a sense of how different Um, how vastly different the sort of time periods can be. I watched a webinar with Kaylee Llewellyn and she said that she had no prior writing experience. Um, She was working in the theatre ticket office in London, had found out about BAFTA Rothcliffe five days before submission, had this idea, decided to partner up with a friend to write a script. They submitted that script. Not only did they submit it, but they won BAFTA Rothcliffe And off the back of that, she got her first agent deal. Um, No, she got her first agent. And then from that, she sort of started getting screenwriting gigs. So those stories do exist. But what I've sort of understood and (laughs) from, oh, what is that film called? Um, He's just, is it called He's Just Not That Into You? With Amanda Bynes? Someone let me know. Um, But yeah, it's the exception not the rule that's what I'm sort of sort of starting to understand but maybe you know maybe that might be me one day maybe that might be you one day but I would rather work under the assumption that it's going to take years a decade possibly longer and in that time really then my job is to just dedicate myself to becoming a better writer and practicing the craft of writing And then if by some magic, some big magic, (laughs) it happens much sooner, it happens in the next year or the next two years or five or whatever, 
then I will be surprised. Actually, I will be flabbergasted, but I would rather work under the assumption that it's going to be a long slog and just put in the, put in the hours, put in the effort and persist. So in summary, the answer to the question, how long does it take to become a screenwriter? It just takes the time it takes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Debut Screenwriter Podcast. I so appreciate you being here. And if I may just ask you one thing, it is to recommend this podcast to one person you know. That would mean everything. Until next time, happy writing.